Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to God is Gray, the podcast. Although I, as a Christian, believe that God resides in absolute truth, in black and white, we as people are stuck here on planet Earth contending with the gray. In church, gray areas often cause dissension, anger, and even hate. But on this platform, I welcome open dialogue, variety of opinion, and differing belief systems. God is Gray is meant to teach, inform, and simply trade stories with kindness, love, and mutual respect. If you have a story or perspective to share, please reach me, Brenda Marie Davies, at GodIsGrayXO at gmail.com. To support the cause and be a part of our community, donate to patreon.com slash God is Gray. Now, on to the episode. Talk about women. They're sensational. <laughs> Just sensational. Hi, beautiful people. This is my beautiful mom mom. She is the mother of my mom, hence the mom mom. <laughs> How old are you? 83. I really wanted to interview my mom because she's been watching all the God is Grey videos and of course she was affected by the Is Feminism a Sin video. What did you think of that video when you saw it? I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the girl-defined perspective that God would be mad that women are feminists? They don't understand what a feminist is. How would you define a feminist? Justice. Justice. Justice for women. I think women should educate themselves about women who came before us. How about uh, Gloria Steinem? I love Gloria Steinem. Right. <laughs> she worked so hard for feminism. Betty Fre Freeman, Freeman. Oh, is she the one that wrote The Feminine Mystique? Yeah. We're talking about equal pay for equal work. We're talking about reproductive rights for women, taking charge of their own life, getting ahead, getting educated. That's what the feminists are talking about. Well, the thing that cracks me up about these anti-feminism videos, especially put out by these girls, Girl Defined, is that they wrote a book, they chose their husbands, the one just got married at 30 years old, so that right there is so much privilege given to you by the feminist movement. So you were born in what year? 1935. What did it look like to be a woman in the 1930s? People were just recovering from the Great Depression. People starving, no jobs. Women were totally dependent on the husband. Couldn't have any money in the bank. There was no such thing as getting a credit card. Women had to have 10, 12 babies. They died in childbirth. They yeah. died in back alley abortions. A woman that was pregnant in those days had to hide in her house for nine months. 
that it was a shame she couldn't be seen. Really? Why? Because really? it made you look sexual that implied that you... I really don't <laughs> understand. Yeah, there was the old saying, keep her pregnant, barefoot, and down on the farm. And my brother said, dang, just give her some shoes yeah. at least. <laughs> keep her pregnant, give her shoes. Mothers didn't work. I only knew one mother who worked. What did the one woman do for work? She worked in a factory because she wanted her son to be educated. That was the only mother I knew who worked. 1940s, World War II broke out. I remember being very little and all the men went to war. And I was just surrounded by women for years. That's the time where a lot of men were being sent to war and then women were actually going to work out of necessity, right? Uh, this changed things for mm -hmm. women. They went to work in the factories. They made tanks and planes and parachutes. Mm -hmm. Made women more confident. They could keep house, kids, do a man's job and do it just as good as they did. Uh-oh, sounds like trouble. <laughs> Rosie the Riveter! <laughs> I love those pictures. Rosie the River. But then the war was over. The men came home. Women were taken out of the workforce, back suppressed again, and told, you don't get a job because you're taking that job away from a man. That's what I was told. I've read too those little like advice columns in magazines where the advice was all about how to make your husband look good at his job. Like entertaining the boss when he comes over right, and right. having martinis ready and how to cook the perfect thing and present yourself in a way that wouldn't embarrass your husband at work. Do you mind if we get into a little of your personal story? Oh, no. At what age did you meet Daddy Dan, who is uh, my mom's dad? High school. How old were you? Fifteen. What was the female-male dynamic of dating in that time? Lots of times it was just groups of people and then uh, when you, by the time you got to high school, you started to have a, a steady boyfriend. The thing was to go steady and get his ring. And if you graduated from high school, you just married. Whoever was still standing. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever dream of having a job, or was that not even on the radar? It was just you're going to date and I get married? I wanted to be a nurse. What stopped you from doing that? Uh, getting pregnant. And you had Aunt Dari, which is your first child at what age? 17. Did you want to have a child that young? Well, I didn't want to have sex in the first place when we were teenagers. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of forced. Like a date rape situation? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And well, how yeah, did you I feel? Did, I didn't want to quit school. I didn't want to be married. I didn't want to have a baby. He just forced himself on you on yeah. a date? How did you feel in the aftermath of that? that Terrible. I was scared. I just scared and wished it hadn't happened. Mm -hmm. My mother was very mad at me. In fact, the rest of my life she told me, you made your bed, now lie in it. Mm -hmm. It was on the outside, the life of the party, everybody liked him, and at home he could be very mean, abusive, he cheated, he made out with every girlfriend I ever had, every neighbor. Oh my gosh. You know, I got beat up three times, beat up bad, mm. and the third time I left. Never working, never having a job. Three kids 
and $52. What made you stay the first two times? Did you think it was Because you don't know what to do. You don't have any money. You don't have any place to go. Your mother tells you you made your bed lie in it. Like, what are you going to do? Because you told her about the abuse and she didn't oh, care? Oh, no. But the third time, she had come to my house and saw the black eye mm. and all the bruises on my arms and everything. And my father just cried. Did he ever tell you what kind of man he wanted for you? No. No. You guys didn't communicate like that? No. And you two had three kids together? Yeah. How long were you together in total? 13 years. So the third time it happened, you finally realized it was time to go. Was that in part because you wanted to protect your children, or did you actually see an option that you hadn't noticed before? Actually, they threatened to kill me. Okay. And I knew I was in danger. And there was no way to bring up kids. He was angry all the time. I dreaded when he would come home from work. And to this day, sometimes when dusk comes, and I see the dusk, and it reminds me of him coming home from work. Mm. And it just makes me feel awful. God, still. Mm. I would assume that you would promote any woman having financial independence so she never gets stuck in a situation like really? that. Really, yeah. And that's a part of what feminism is about as well, right? Right. That exactly. you don't have to get trapped in these abusive situations. What do you think of the religious concept that you have to just grin and bear it and pray and, you know, stay in a marriage like that because you need to honor this promise that you made? I think it's, it's awful. And not only were, uh, was everybody against it then, the religions, but also the court. Do you know what the rule of thumb is? No. The rule of thumb was it was legal for a husband to beat you as long as the switch he used, now that switch they call was like a branch of a tree, was no thicker than your thumb. That's where that saying comes from? That's what Oh my god. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. It was legal. But do you know how the national conversation started changing? How did how did the courts start taking it more seriously that women didn't deserve to be treated this way? I think women just demanding. So then you're off completely on your own. What year is this now? In the 60s. So what does it look like to be a woman in the 60s? Especially a single woman raising three children alone. I tried to get life insurance and they wouldn't let me because they said uh, too many women who are divorced get murdered. Oh my gosh. So they can get life insurance. Oh my gosh. But anyway, I had to work. And then it was like you could be a waitress or a secretary or maybe work in, in the phone company. What did you yeah. do for work? I got a job in a Walt Whitman hotel in the lounge. At that time, there was... RCA, all the men working on the uh, astronauts were coming in. There was Cooper Hospital, the doctors, the city hall, there were lawyers. It was like a higher clientele. Mm -hmm. They thought they could talk to me any way they wanted to. Oh yeah, so let's get into some sexual harassment. <laughs> right, and it was. Yeah. I hated it. So you were just supposed to tolerate it? I had it. a man... Uh, went up to the table, asked him if he'd like a drink, and he grabbed my leg under the table, and he had a cigarette in his hand, and he burnt me, and my nylon stocking blew a hole. I should have 
taken a drink and dumped it on his head. <laughs> Indeed. I wish I had. Yeah. But I just backed off and walked away from the table. I went in the kitchen and the chef heart. Don't ever come to work again with your stockings looking like that. How dare you? I said, I just got burnt by a man grabbing my leg. Mm -hmm. I don't care. You don't come to work like that. Oh, you wear stockings that are decent. That's what happened. Uh. I had a second floor apartment. Walking straight up the steps one night and the apartment was dark. Just getting to the landing. And I just lay down and cried and cried and cried. But that's all I could do to have a job. That brings in all that sexual abuse that was hidden all those years. I did once with a doctor who got fresh with me. I would get up on a scale and he would pat my behind. So I had to go to the same doctor because I didn't have a car. It was someplace I had to walk. Gosh. So, <laughs> so what I would do, get up on the scale and then walk backwards out of the room. <laughs> a woman had to invent things like walking backwards. Oh my gosh. You know, Sounds things exhausting. like that. So this brings up a good point. How do you feel about the Me Too movement that has been happening? Love it. <laughs> Well, I'd say up until the Me Too movement, me and my friends have tolerated so much as well. And it wasn't until this came out that a lot of my friends were like, I guess I was raped that one time. I mean, I have so many jobs as well where I definitely tolerated things, especially in the restaurant industry. There's a lot of like scumbaggy kind of people. And I remember a boss having girls in his office and like harassing them, but it was just like, uh, Dirty, dirty guy, like, just kind of, yeah. what are you supposed to do about it? Yeah. But even if a girl did report, like, a rape or, well, you never even heard the word harassment. They made the girl guilty. She asked for it. Mm -hmm. She loved it. She asked for it, and the girl was raped. Terrible. You know, mm -hmm. it was like, ah. So girls didn't, after a while, they didn't report it. Yeah. Nothing ever happened to the men, and the women were mortified. So lucky times are changing. Well, not lucky. It's with work. It's with people speaking out and telling their stories. Are you a man basher? Not at all. How do you feel about a good man? I love it. I love my man. <laughs> yeah. Our Poppy Joe is who my mom wound up with after Daddy Dan, and they've been together for how long? Uh, 47 years. What makes a good relationship between a man and a woman with feminism involved? You're obviously independent. You made your own way. How did you guys make it work? Joe's my, he's like my best friend. He only wants good things for me. Good things for me in every way. That I never had. Not mm -hmm. with my parents. Mm -hmm. Not with my husband. He's a good, good kind man, mm -hmm. a generous man, <laughs> so, and um, we We're respect each other, there. <laughs> we respect each other. Puppy Joe cares about your intellect and how you feel and what you believe. He listens. Yeah, there's a key. Yeah. <laughs> because if you are strong and you're with a strong woman, she can uplift you if you give her that opportunity to. 
You guys can mutually help each other back and forth. Right. Even if you choose to live in a gender-rolled sort of environment where she is staying home with the kids and you're working, you guys can still be intellectual matches, and that doesn't mean a woman's power should threaten you in any way. No. If anything, her power should reinforce your power and make you feel even better about yourself. Mm -hmm. That's what I think true feminism is about and how men can support us. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should say this. We have to get rid of old white <laughs> Republican men. <laughs> and why is that? <laughs> you know, I know that's a controversial thing to say and it doesn't mean that they have to be left out of every conversation, but I think it is about diversity. The less diversity we have on the Supreme Court, the less people are going to be represented. We need representatives that are, you know, a gay Native American woman and a, a black guy from the Bronx. Like, all these different people groups that do represent the melting pot of America, old white men can only represent their specific point of view. But it's not the only point of view. Yeah, they want to force it on you. Yeah. Well, there's another thing too, like, the best part about equality is that it goes in both directions, where men are allowed to express emotion, and they're allowed to communicate and cry, and if they like cooking a meal for their family, they're not ridiculed for it. Or if they want to stay home with their children, they're not ridiculed. I think it's more about the masculine-feminine balance of energy all the time. If your wife fixes a mean car and she's great at it, what are you just going to resist that and not let her because of gender roles yeah. and like struggle to do it yourself when all you want to do is be home and, you know, cooking something that's just like... <laughs> recognize each other's strengths and weaknesses right. and yeah. allow each person to play into their greatest strengths. I would like women to stick together, mm. stick up for each other more. Yeah. Forget the envy, the catty, the jealousy. Yeah, stop tearing each other down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Please hit like, subscribe, share this with your friends, donate to my Patreon if you can. We, we love, love you. God, God bless. bless.